Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus episode of today's FYI, where we're taking a look at translations and the world of translations, which, as we realized in the first part, there really is a whole world out there. And from video games to medical to political stuff, and as Lola was telling us, uh, well, you learn a little bit about everything. You get a lot of it's. It's cool because in your profession, you're learning about the agriculture industry. You're learning about politics, and also you're learning how to speak about those, which is the mm -hmm. other thing. And you know, everybody wants to know how to speak more intelligently about different topics mm -hmm. it's the whole idea behind fyi well in case you didn't get it before let's give them your information again a little bit about what you do because sometimes people will just mm -hmm. hear this episode or the first one so again tell us your name what you do and where we can find you yes i'm lola guindal i am a translator and an interpreter and a trainer english trainer and you can find me at la piedra rosetta double t and one single word la piedra rosetta double t just Google that, Lola Guindal, and you'll find my website. And we'll also put the link in the show notes, and I'll be sharing stuff on Patreon as well. So I'll be sharing your links as well. And she's got really a, a lot of great resources on her website. Uh, have you been using YouTube as well? or Not lately. I, okay. have, many, I have many videos uploaded to YouTube, right. and they're all on my blog. So if you go to the website or La Piedra Rosetta slash blog, you'll find it. Okay. Um, uh, but right now, since I have an, an eight month old, uh, you know, and two older kids, things have got pretty hectic at home. So sure. recording is not that easy. I have the scripts, so I hope to go back to my YouTube videos pretty soon, but I haven't had the chance to record them. I have one kid and I feel your pain. <laughs> like you can, I'm telling you, we should do a, a challenge here, a game where the listeners can try and find Lara in every episode. Yeah. Cause you'll hear her in the background going, ah! or singing, you know, a super simple song. Yeah. So uh, it comes with the territory. It's par for the course, as we say. It's par for the course. All right, well, you know what? I'm sure there are a lot of misconceptions out there. In fact, as we just said, some mm -hmm. people don't didn't know, now they do, thanks to your explanation, the difference between translation, interpretation, and all of this. But what are some of the misconceptions that you have found that people have? Particularly with interpretation, uh, they think uh, either that anyone can do it or that no one can do it. So okay. <laughs> anyone can do it. You know, I spent uh, uh, a weekend, I spent a summer in Ireland. I can now interpret at this very important Colin meeting. Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, no, it requires training and it's not that easy. In fact, we saw this, uh, I think it was last week, uh, when um, the president of Ukraine spoke at the uh, Congreso de los Diputados, at the Spanish Parliament. Mm -hmm. And people complained about the Ukrainian translation into Spanish. Oh, I didn't yes, I didn't know about this case. It was this Ukrainian interpreter, of course, interpreting from Ukrainian into Spanish. And people complained because they said the Spanish didn't sound very natural and it wasn't understandable. And this Ukrainian person, she's an interpreter professionally, a translator mm -hmm. sure, uh, professionally. Sure. So it's not just the language skills. Mm -hmm. she, she's uh, lived in Spain for 20 years, actually. It's not just the language skills. It requires training. So you have to be trained in the topic. You have to have been able to study what you're going to talk about. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm going to use an example of me when I was a teacher. I didn't come from the business world. I came from the arts. 
Mm-hmm. I, I hung out with like hippies and artists and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was my thing. Bohemian. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I knew people on Wall. My friends worked on Wall Street because they needed money, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I didn't know very much about this world. And then all of a sudden, when I moved to Spain, I was thrown into the corporate world, totally thrown into the corporate world. And I said, what the f- I don't know how to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I can talk to artists for hours and yeah. just, oh, well, where did you get? The- I love the contour. You know, I can I can do that. That's my thing. That's what I love. It's what makes me tick. And I said, but wait, I'm going to be talking with some big executives here, some CEOs. Mm-hmm. Some people who make six figures, which is what yeah. we say, cien mil y más, mm-hmm. six-figure salaries. And I better know my shit or my stuff. Si no queremos mm-hmm. ser vulgares, saber de lo que hablo. So I, that's when I started listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to the Welch way. Jack Welch, the CEO of NBC mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and um, uh, General Electric, the mm-hmm. same thing. And I started listening to, you know, the all these business podcasts. And I realized I was coming in there like, guys, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges as far as retaining talent? <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, look at him. And I'm listening <laughs> to myself. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> so I know what you mean. You familiarize yourself not just with that vocabulary, but with that world. What mm-hmm. are they thinking? What is exactly? Why are they here? What is the objective? And I think that's very important where acting comes into it. I studied acting. You need to know your objective mm-hmm. because if not, how you what are you, what are you communicating? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes, know? and uh, specializing in a, in a particular field of expertise is also very important. Uh, as you said, you can't specialize in everything, so you can't be a, a medical interpreter and also a legal interpreter. Well, you right. could. You it's going to take a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's better, I guess, maybe to focus just mm-hmm. because that way you really, really live in that world. You live, mm-hmm. breathe, and eat in that world. So. One misconception or two that mm-hmm. anybody can do it or nobody can do it. You have yeah. to have like some alien intelligence to do some it. Some people think you have to be gifted <laughs> right. somehow. Yeah. How can you do two things at the same time? How can you listen and speak at the same time? Well, you train for that. And I mean, yeah. you're a woman. No, I'm not being sexist <laughs> here, but I, I can't do it still. <laughs> well, I have some colleagues that are men and they they can also do it. So it just requires practice. training. Yeah, practice. practice. It's like everything. I'm joking, obviously, yeah. with the stereotypes. Yeah. but. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to. I've done it. I've done uh, simultaneous translating. I've done it on professionally, mm-hmm. and I've also done it with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I, how many times I I've done it? But when I realized I was okay at it, mm-hmm. okay, like I had some kind of gift, was when I would tell a joke. I would translate a joke, and the other person would laugh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh wow! So I got the yeah, I got the the idea across mm-hmm. because. And uh, it's a, it was always a challenge for me. I always looked at that as like a fun game. Like I, I remember watching the TV as a kid and just bomb, bomb, just going. It's a good way to practice. I don't know if that's one of the practice techniques. Like just put on a TV station and start translating simultaneously if you can. Uh, well, <laughs> if that, you can, yeah, that would be quite a frustrating type of practice. But yeah, um, uh, for well, instance, for experts, for pros, I mean, yeah. Um, and what you said about jokes, uh, um, I've done it. I've done this multiple times. You know, Spanish people they try to get funny at this very serious sure. conference well, you know, medical Americans conference, do yeah. and they tell this joke that is impossible to translate because right. it's something cultural or whatever so multiple times what I've said is just laugh um, <laughs> please please laugh the speaker said something silly please laugh <laughs> these are one of the tricks of the trade yeah. right como se dice los trucos del oficio tricks sí. of the trade where you say okay just laugh I think I heard that uh, there was a Japanese story like mm-hmm. that they were like the prime minister just said something funny if everyone could please laugh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you know what? Not all jokes translate. And we're going to talk about movies mm-hmm. later, but like in Pulp Fiction, catch up. ¿Qué le dijo el tomate pequeño al que se quedó atrás? 
catch up es catch up sí. que ponemos en la hamburguesa y catch up alcanza mm. y es como se saltaron el, la traducción they just were like ah forget it just laugh yeah my son is about to turn eight mm -hmm. and uh, he got a t-shirt last week and his dad got him a t-shirt and he says uh, trust trust me I'm a dog tour and there's a, a the picture of a dog you know with a what is it called stethoscope a stethoscope yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and my my uh, Diego he's always like how do you translate this how can I tell this joke to my Spanish teacher and I'm like mm, you can't you can't yeah there's some I remember my dad telling a joke once at a dinner and as he as soon as he started telling the joke it was an English joke that he was telling to his Spanish friends and as soon as he started telling it I'm like I don't know how he's gonna get out of this one <laughs> like I thought already uh, and I thought ahead to the punchline mm -hmm. I'm like Como? Okay, I'm, I'm. And I remember when he got to the punchline, there were crickets. You could hear a pin drop. Okay, we were in Almeria and you could hear a pin drop. Everyone was like, um. I was like, can you pass the salt? All humor isn't, especially puns. Mm -hmm. How do you try? Un juego de palabras sí. is a pun. It's a very specific. Th this is one of the reasons I believe you, maybe you agree or disagree why Seinfeld was not popular here. It's impossible mm -hmm. to translate the brilliance of that writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It literally is jugar con la mecánica del sonido de la palabra. So, You have to be either the greatest translator or just do something different. <laughs> And I have to say, in Spain, we have very good translators. Absolutely. There are masterpieces out there. That's why I have a job. No, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, there are ma masterpieces excellent. out there. Yeah, The Simpsons. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is difficult. And some series and some movies are not very well translated. And it's hard. How do you translate The Sopranos' mm -hmm. attitudes? Yeah. That, hey, what are you talking about, Vinny? How do you put that? How accent. Do you, how do you put, let's flip the coin the other way here how do you how do you really really portray this guy what's his name the policia santiago segura si, Torrente. how do you how do you how do you translate interpret that to an american audience it's very difficult Impossible. because it's a very specific type of person they won't get a it cliche yeah exactly they won't get the voice they, they just won't get any of it mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting that there's a cultural element that's one of the things that's always attracted me to languages the cultural element you know talking uh, uh, to my son diego he said he wanted to read um tom sawyer Mm. And I read Tom Sawyer when I was like 17 or, or 18 years old. And I'm mm -hmm. like, isn't it like too soon? He's eight, as I said. And I thought, well, maybe the reason why I, I read it when I was so old, because uh, um, in English, it's difficult to read because you have the accent mm -hmm. um, like written down. And sure, it's very sure. difficult to understand. However, in Spanish, all of that is not there. It's easy. It's so maybe easy. it's easy to read. Yeah. I taught two Spanish girls to read. Mm -hmm. Excuse me two English girls to read Spanish in two minutes. Okay. Not comprehend. Yeah. You need to have the vocabulary. Yeah. But I said, cada vez, every time you see that double L, make that sound. Yeah. And every time you see that, you make the ñ. Mm -hmm. And this, mm -hmm. and there was no exceptions. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. And I gave them the newspaper and I said, can you read that for me? Now, understanding is a different yeah. thing. They mm -hmm. read it perfectly. Yeah. I could, I could spend 20 years trying to teach you to read perfectly in English. Yes. <laughs> Some of us are, are still trying. I'm still trying. A lot of times I come across a word. I'm like, peruse, pursue. I'm like, is, is it a typo? I don't even know what's happening yeah. here. So English can be um, a, a quagmire. You know, something okay. very difficult, very... Uh, As far as spelling, now the grammar in English is easy, easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, I do, I don't, I did, I will. I mean, come on, mm -hmm. you, you, you don't get much easier than that. Okay, some other misconceptions about this world, this realm. If you speak English, you don't need a translator. Well, that's not true because you can speak very good English, but you may not uh, be aware of the cultural differences. So speaking English 
or speaking both languages doesn't make you a translator. Sure, sure. Well, I remember when I got called for a job, I was like, okay, I speak both languages really well, but I need your help. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do I do? Give me some do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. I knew I could do it. But I, did, I also prepare. I also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a kind of person that once I knew I was going to be interpreting Vance Joy mm-hmm. on Operación Triunfo, I watched every video of his on YouTube and mm-hmm. I simultaneously translated each one. Mm-hmm. So I already, I already knew where he took his pauses. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm also an interpreter trainer. So I train students you to become me. interpreters. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crash course. And Goliath sometimes he analyzed Dan's performance when he interpreted consecutively uh, James Rhodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. On uh, Buena Fuente. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. He's very good. He's a very good Dan English Feist, speaker. He, oh, he, okay. Dan, well, Dan Feist was on our show on uh, the comedy episode mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Of course, he has very good English. Of course, he has very good Spanish. But some of the things that we interpreters do, he didn't know how to do because he didn't right. have that training. Sure, so it's interesting sure. to see uh, how you can improve that performance. Absolutely. And his performance and, was and, good. Eh? And he's, he's an he actor, very good. sure. Yeah. He's a comedian. He knows comic timing, yeah. sure. I remember one of the things I did, you could call it a mistake or you could just call it me in the moment as mm-hmm. an actor and everybody, it, it was viral. It went viral. When I, I'll, I'll share the video with, with our patrons here, but I interpreted his laugh. <laughs> yes. So he chuckled. He was like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, ha ha ha. Of course, I was an actor. In, I was in the moment though. I was like, I found it funny too. And I was like, well, I'm going to, and, and it just came out. Mm-hmm. Like you say, me salió del alma, but people loved it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he's really into it. And you're an actor. That's your. That's the training I mean, you received. Interpretación so, exactly, lo llamáis. Exactly. We call it acting. You call it interpretación, sí. which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. to the the different use mm-hmm. of those words. So, any other misconceptions? We're going to get to the people who feel like you don't need a translator. Google Translate does everything for you. We'll get to that. Okay. We already know that mm-hmm. misconception, and we there are internet pages full of these snafus. <laughs> these screw-ups. Another misconception, and this is something I have a video about, so you can go on my website. Oh, great. And, yeah, and uh, find, uh, I don't know, Google La Piedra Rosetta Politicos or we something can, like that. We can share it. and okay. uh, I'll share it, guys. I'll share the link with the episode. And you'll find exactly the video. And that's that politicians, uh, if they speak English, they don't have a translator. They, they do. All politicians, regardless of their level of English, they travel with a with a translator, always. Well, I imagine they travel with a whole crew. Yeah. They have a translator, a script writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, mm-hmm. their whole thing is what... That's when I tell people, I say, well, are words important? Your choice of words? Mm-hmm. If they weren't, these politicians, these CEOs wouldn't have seven people behind them making sure they say the right words at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so is what you say important? Di- yeah. Imagine in a different language. You really sure. want to be specific and you want to convey the nuances. Sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure there have been a lot of big snafus in history. There have been. Where maybe even wars have almost started. I don't know. Tell, yes. us, tell us some. I'm sure there's, there's some interesting stories here. Okay. There's a very famous one. Um, this was Nikita Khrushchev, I believe, uh, in the during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And he was interpreted into English as, uh, we will bury you. Oh, no. That's will, a, those, are, those are fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> So it was like, you know, it, it was a casus, casus belli, no? It was, yeah, we're, we're, it, the, the nuclear um, button was like right there. Uh, and it was almost pushed. Uh, but oh what, my God. what he actually meant, and it had to be cleared out afterwards, is that communism would outlast 
capitalism. That's what he meant. He meant when you die, communism, when you capitalists die, we communists will still be around. That's what he meant by uh. we will bury you. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's like, you tell me you're going to bury me, we are fighting. Exactly. I'm sorry. Those, As we say, those are fighting words. Fighting words. All right, I didn't know that one. Very funny. Some other examples of... Uh, translation mistakes or interpreting mistakes translation mistakes like every single time a spanish government regional government particularly uses google translate for things yeah like the loot center el the centro botin you know botin <laughs> the banker <laughs> this was the tourism website of santander yeah. and they had the loot center oh my god yeah my favorite is squid to the to the iron calamara la plancha i'm like really to the iron really there are many of those yeah well, the, the menus best, are the best the best are menus in fact in this book is the milk we we did our own menu we're like we got to do this mm. you know brazo de gitano gypsies arm you know you're like these kind of things you're just like what you know you say them in another language and it's just like huh <laughs> what are you talking about man some other examples I have uh, another one i'm sure you have many yeah, yeah. this is not really interpretation or, or translation but it's somewhat related to this and this was the um, uh, regional minister for innovation the valencian regional minister for innovation his name was mm -hmm. carlos galiana so if you look it up on google la piedra roseta carlos galiana or la piedra roseta playback um he decided that uh well he he had to give a speech um thanking i don't know whatever institution for uh, an award that he was given And since uh, we're using face masks, mm -hmm. not anymore, thank God, but we were using face masks at the time, he decided that he was going to wear his face mask, face mask and he was going to do playback. Oh so someone God. was speaking English on his behalf and it was his image. We used to do that as an improv game. Really? Yeah, we used to do it where one would move his lips mm -hmm. and the other one would be, and another one would be his arms. Mm -hmm. So we would literally make like one person out of three people. <laughs> he, didn't even ha he didn't even have to move his lips because he was wearing a face mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so he was criticized. And I think he, he just didn't think that he could use an interpreter and that using an interpreter was okay for that. Right, he just thought, right. hey, uh, I have to do this. I can't speak English. Mm -hmm. I have to be, you know, the face of the Valencian government. Sure, sure, sure. What can I do? Playback. Right. So he was the Milli Vanilli of... Um, Blame it on the rain. <laughs> Yay. Say they were lip syncing, as exactly. we say, to lip sync. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot of these things uh, throughout time. I see them even... I hate to say it. I don't want to mention companies, but Renfe... Get a translator, right? Oh, yeah. You know, like you guys, you charge a lot of money for those Ave tickets, those mm -hmm. high-speed tickets. You can afford a translator. And I guess that's the number one reason people cut corners mm -hmm. and trying to save some money or something, right? Is that why people don't hire the right professionals to do the right job? But then you go to an event and they've spent like thousands of euros in flowers. Uh, on, on like nice water, like sparkling water. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, you know, translators aren't that expensive. <laughs> or brochures or merchandise. Sure, yeah. sure. Couldn't you save in, I don't know. It's a matter of priorities. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. The moment I see a typo, I'm like, these guys aren't serious. Yeah, instantly, I like that too. Instantly, I'm like, these guys aren't serious. I don't buy off a website if it has typos yeah. in it. And it's true. You know what? You know how I know that? As somebody who's written four books, seven different eyes, mm -hmm. at least, 
Look at those books. So who's not paying attention there? I remember proofreading one of your books. You helped me out many yeah. times. Yeah, And absolutely. I thought I got it all under control. And then after me, impossible. someone else came. It's impossible. And said, I, no, there's a typo there. I think every book I've ever put out has gone out with a typo. Yeah. And not because we haven't checked. Oh, no. Because after checking 800 pages, your, your <laughs> eyes just start to see everything the way they want us. It's like when you're looking for something and you're, you're like, I'm not going to find it. And you know, now, now you're definitely not going to find it because mm-hmm. you just told yourself mm-hmm. you're not going to find it. All right. So guys, the lesson here, splash some cash when it comes to translations, when it comes to interpretations, because your image is everything. It is. And if you can't get that basic communication thing down, What does that say about your company? And it really isn't that expensive. That's what I was going to say. We're not talking about sending everybody the meetings in limousines. Yeah. (laughs) We're not talking about spas in everybody's hotel room. Mm -hmm. We're talking about hiring a professional to do the job. Mm -hmm. If you need a plumber, who do you call? Your cousin? (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to have a flood in this house Mm -hmm. if I call my cousin. You call the right professional for the right job. But for some reason, we got a million professionals. They said, mi primo vivió en Londres un mes. And you're like, uh, does that qualify him? To- <laughs> and it isn't just for big things like conferences or events. You, could, you, you should use an interpreter for small meetings or negotiations that you're having with a supplier or a client. Sure, And that sure. can also be done via Zoom and it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about, uh, let's move on. Let's change gears unless okay. there's anything you wanted no. to add there. Movie titles. Uh-huh. Now, this is what I wanted to look at here, too. There are different people who translate the title, then translate the movie, then interpret it, right? Explain a little bit how that process works, if you know, uh, at least the basics of it. Okay, I'm not a, uh, not an audiovisual translator. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm specialized in legal and economic translation. But yeah. from what I know, the titles are not decided by translators. This okay. is something decided by... Don't shoot the translator. Exactly. <laughs> this is something decided by, I don't know who, you know, the, the people who... The, produ- the producers, yeah, the, the distributors, sure. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're asked and sometimes we give some advice about it. But La Saltita Peleona was probably not uh, gotcha. something a translator said. You guys might be asked your opinion, but you don't have the final say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Basically is what you're saying. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, as we said before, the industry in Spain is great. The mm-hmm. only problem is then people don't watch movies in English because they're so good in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that's a big deal. It's just a different experience. And I, many times I've watched a movie in English and then in Spanish and my kids do that too. And they like it. They, sure. they like the experience. Well, that's what, I, that's what I tell my students who want to get into movies and mm-hmm. watching things in English. Start with the movies you know. Because you already, you don't have to, if you watch Toy Story, you're like, oh no, me lo he perdido. No, you didn't. You already know what happens. Yeah. So you just have to, you know, you're not, you're not going to miss anything, mm-hmm. really, because you already know the plot. You already know the story. All right. Well, let's uh, let's translate some of them literally and just because it's fun. Okay. The Glass Jungle. <laughs> the Glass Jungle. The Glass Jungle. <laughs> What's this one called in English? Do you know? I don't know. It's called Die Hard. Oh, die, die Hard. It's got a great double meaning. Yes. Because he's a die hard fan of his mm-hmm. ex-wife or mm-hmm. the, the woman he's mm-hmm. after. And it's he dies hard. He's mm-hmm. not easy to kill. So that's a, in English, there's a double meaning there. And why is it the, the glass jungle? Is there a glass jungle in Look, the movie? Uh, they're in a, a skyscraper. Okay. I, I think it's absurd, personally. <laughs> the glass jungle. What about smiles and cries? Smiles and cries. <laughs> I think it's not that bad. But 
the, the translation into español latino is la novicia rebelde. And I think that's hilarious. La novicia rebelde. Yeah. Oh, and I thought sonrisas en lágrimas was, was bad. <laughs> really? Well, the sound of the music. Sound of music. Do re mi I mean, yeah. por favor. The sound of music is a very good title in English. perfect name. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up with Sonrisas y Lágrimas. I think it's a good title. Sure, I don't think sure. it's that bad. Well, but I, La Novicia Rebelde. It's just I think of it, smiles and cries. Okay, well, what does that tell me about anything, you know? Like, I think it's a nice word. It's a nice collocation, but it doesn't tell me anything. The next one tells me everything. Okay. The next one gives away the end of the story. <laughs> Semilla del Diablo. What's the name of it in English? Rosemary's Baby. We Rosemary's don't know that baby. the baby is El Semilla del Diablo until the last scene. Mm -hmm. You give away, you spoil the movie in the title there. <laughs> Te lo juro. ¿Quién fue el crack? I don't know, but yo no sabía hasta una hora y cuarenta minutos que era La Semilla del Diablo. El chaval, el niño. So, uh, you know, sometimes you could even screw up the whole movie for somebody. You know, the sixth sense. El tío que realmente está muerto. <laughs> It would be the same thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Same idea. This one's very literal, but you gotta like it. Tiburón. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah. Well, Jaws. I gotta I, give I you like that it. one. Jaws it's, is, is a better title, but Tiburón is a good title, it's too. It's just very literal, that's yeah. all. What about Olvídate de mí? Forget about me. <laughs> bueno, en inglés es a mouthful. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. With Jim Carrey. En ambos idiomas es ridículo. <laughs> My favorite one. Uh, with skirts... <laughs> And going crazy. <laughs> sí, pero some like it hot is impossible to translate. Algunos les parece cachondo. Algunos les gusta con un poco de cachondeo. Okay. Some like it hot. Con un poco de... No, de... Yeah, cachondeo. Maybe, I think yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the word, yeah. What about Pulp Fiction? Now, sé que todo el mundo lo llama Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction. Pero es tiempos violentos. Yeah. That was, a, that was the original. <laughs> I think everybody said, no, sorry. We're not going on board with that one. <laughs> um, what about these? I love this this series of movies. These spoofs. A spoof is una parodia. Mm -hmm. Hold it however you can. <laughs> Agarralo como puedas. Land however you can. Sí. Aterriza yeah. como puedas. We have the naked gun and airplane. Ahí sí que hemos sido un poco literal. Airplane. But also airplane was a spoof on airport. Mm -hmm. There was a movie that came out called Airport. So this was a spoof, really. Um, a Todo Gas, The Fast and the Furious. Well, I like that, A Todo Gas. That's it. You do? It works. A Todo Gas, to me, Full it Throttle. Like pass, pass Gas. Oh, really? It ah, yo pensaba que en español like A Todo Gas es uh, sí, Full Throttle. Pero a mí me suena como a tirarse un pedo. Porque en inglés, Full Throttle yeah. es, tiene mm -hmm. sentido. Mm -hmm. me, lo que me, me desconcierta aquí es como la gente dice Fast and Furious. I'm like, <laughs> Fast and Furious. Furious. Como Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. <laughs> furious. What about this one? Uh, Disney's The Ice Princess? What, what, I don't know this one. What, what is the translation of this one? Soñando, soñando, triunfe, patinando. No, man. <laughs> yes. But Ice Princess, La Princesa de Hielo, that would have been a good title. Yeah, why not? Everybody gets it. Yeah. Soñando, soñando, triunfe, patinando. And it's like Beverly Hills Ninja. El Ninja de Beverly Hills. ¿Por qué la salchicha peleona? I don't know. The feisty sausage? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. I Is love it about Chris... a sausage? No, it's about a fat guy. <laughs> it's Chris Farley. It's a, cl it's a classic comedy. <laughs> la salchicha peleona. Somebody was doing drugs when they yeah. did that one. The pacifier, Vin Diesel. Well, this is an interesting word because a pacifier 
Es, en, en inglés tiene el doble sentido. Claro. Uno que trae la paz mm -hmm. y luego el, el chupete. Es so, pacifier. Yeah, it's funny in English because of the, you know, the, the double meaning. Pero un canguro súper duro, yeah. The rhyming is good. I get, the, I get it when you rhyme it. That's okay. Um, what about, are there any that were well done? Because we're talking about all the ones that were just glass jungle. <laughs> I like this one by um, Peter Sellers. Mm -hmm. In English, it's called The Party. And in Spanish, it could have been La Fiesta, mm -hmm. but it's El Guateque. And I think it's El very Guateque. representative of its time. I think the movie is from the 60s, 1968 or so. Mm -hmm. And back then, Las Fiestas, the parties, were Guatequeques. They weren't oh, they actually called them parties. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a 60s party. So yeah, what it does, it, it defines, it uses the right word for that time. Exactly, right? yeah. Sure, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, sure. And then The Bat Guys, this is a movie that um, is for kids. It's animation and it's, I think it's on right now. Um, it's called Los Tipos Duros. That's okay. the name of the movie. But the uh, this is based on a book series. And the book series in English is also Bad Guys. But in Spanish, it's called Animalotes. So ah. Malote... Oh, An animal, yeah. and I thought that was pretty clever. That's, good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sometimes it's it's pretty clever, but mm -hmm. most of the time, like, una familia chiflada americana, <laughs> you're like, what the... F Peleona. <laughs> Peleona, cachonda, chiflada. Super dura. <laughs> Seriously, they, they love doing that. Like, why is every family cachonda, loca, aventuras? Yeah. I don't get it. Anyway, we have lots of fun. One of my favorite movies, it took me five years of, in Spain... To get people to know what movie I was saying. Tiene Robert De Niro y Joe Pesci. Bueno, eso ya son 20 películas. And it was Goodfellas, uno de los nuestros. Uno de los nuestros is not that bad of a title. No, no, it makes sense. That one makes sense. He's one of us. He's a good guy. He's a good fella. Absolutely makes sense. One that's done spot on, mejor imposible. As good as it gets. Así se dice. This is as good as it gets. Well, we have to wrap up. So I want you to give us... A couple things here. I want you to give me, number one, advice for somebody who's thinking of getting into translation, interpretation, or a similar field. And then I want you to give me some advice as a teacher to students who are learning a language. Okay, for someone who wants to get into the translation interpretation industry, I would say you have to master two languages. So Spanish, if you're a Spaniard, and then a second language, if you're listening to the, po to the podcast, is probably English. So you really have to master English. You have to be very good at it. And then the technique, you especially uh, simultaneous translation uh, mm -hmm. or interpretation, you really do have to um, get trained in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then be prepared to learn and practice for the your rest whole, of your life. Uh, you're always maintaining, polishing, yeah. puliendo. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. And study your vocabulary. And vocabulary changes, exactly. current events change. Mm -hmm. So, sure. Yeah. And then for language learners... Maybe I would say what makes a difference is probably pronunciation. Okay. So um, l read out loud. I would say that really Excellent. helped me improve my accent and talk to yourself uh, but, uh, about specific things. So not just generally, if you're going to be talking about uh, corporate, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, well, um, give yourself uh, speeches. Mm -hmm. uh, in front of a mirror and then record yourself and listen to yourself again mm -hmm. and then maybe write it down and read it out loud. Try to uh, position your muscles the right way. Mm -hmm. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. So great, guys. That's some great advice to work on vocalizing. Yeah. Because I tell people we're not learning English to write it down. Mm -hmm. We're not learning English to write an email. Yeah, that's secondary. We're going to have to do that too. But we're really learning English to speak, to meet people. So that's what we have to practice, speaking. 
And that helps you also gain confidence. If, mm -hmm. if you're able to, to speak and be understood, you're going to feel a lot more confident. Sure. And I think that's the key to, to speaking English, feeling and, confident about it. And the more you, as you said before, and I say it all the time, we'll go right back to where we started. The more you expose yourself mm -hmm. to it, the more naturally you're going to understand it, and the more naturally it's going to come out your mouth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that is the key. Well, Lola, thank you so much, as expected. I learned so much. I hope the students did as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Same here. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. You can follow Lola at La Piedra Rosetta Double T. We'll put some links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of FYI.